This is the Sold School Podcast, episode 10. Welcome to the Sold School Podcast. I am your host, Will Mansour, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Sean Getty. What's up, Sean? What's up? What's up? Today is the final installment of our listing series and uh, part three of three. And we are going to be talking about what happens once the sale is done. So uh, a lot of agents, uh, they, they don't have a process in place uh, to follow up and be top of mind to make sure that that client, that client relationship is now repeat referral. So. We're going to dig into that today. I'm super excited because I love this shit. Uh, this is what I get off on. My business is 90-10 uh, referral, 10% uh, cold, uh, which I'm changing uh, as we speak. However, this is my bread and butter. So without further ado, Sean, uh, let's get into this. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. So you're done with the sale. Everything's done and uh, you know it's closed up. I mean, we can even do a Sean Getty spin the wheel back and circle back to <laughs> once the deal's firm to when the deal's closed. And then once the deal's closed to infinity and beyond as Buzz Lightyear says. Uh, yeah. So you kind of look like Buzz Lightyear, actually. You could, you could be Buzz Lightyear. Um, yeah. oh, so no, so no. anyways, let's talk about what happens when the deal firms up and then you got like maybe a 30 to 60 day window until it closes. Right. What what are what are some of the things that can be done um, to solidify and strengthen that client relationship? What do you do? Because I know what I do. Yeah, well, I think we'll circle back to you because this is way more your specialty than mine. I uh, I kind of like just I sprint with my head down to gain new business, and uh, I leave like a like a wake behind me. But I know I got to circle back to get it. But one of the things that I know that I focus on or I need to start focusing a lot more and put more attention to is uh, making sure everybody knows what the next steps are, right? So uh, like once the deal goes firm, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, the deal's done. Lawyers take it. And we'll, we'll see you at possession. You know, maybe, right? Yeah. And <laughs> so the biggest thing is, is setting the expectations of, you know, we have an email that goes out of, okay, we're selling your home. Congratulations. And then another one, okay, now your home is sold. What to expect next, right? And one of it is you're not going to hear from me for a long time because I've got nothing to do with you until basically the lawyers come into play and then we change the keys. So letting people know that there's really no more communication that needs to happen. So they're not sitting there like, oh, wow, I haven't heard from Sean in like three or four weeks. What's going on, right? Is a big one. And yeah. uh, that I don't really do too much. What, what about you? So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I actually am similar somewhat, um, in, but I, I, you know, obviously there's going to be some purchaser visits that happen between uh, the firm date and the close date. They're going to want to go in and see the place they bought, take some measurements. Um, I always go in the day before, two days before closing, just to make sure that everything's cool. The fridge is still there. The stove's still there. There's no holes in the drywall. Um, you know, and it gives me a chance to see my guys again. Uh, the other thing I'd like to do up until the close date is I just keep an eye on what they bought uh, and what's selling in and around. Because there's nothing like good news, especially in our markets where, you know, uh, they might have bought for one and a half million and then one across the street sold for one six. Right. That's something I want to be able to deliver to them in the form of news. So uh, that that is something I do. There's been some talk to. Uh, some people like to to do closing gifts, um, 
And, uh, you know, I've had some good experiences and bad experiences told to me about closing gifts. I've also had my own personal experience where uh, I sold a, a $2 million property to a buyer. And when he closed, I showed up and, uh, and uh, I gave him this $300 bottle of wine. And he looked at me like, that's it. You fucking, I, you made how much money off of me? 50 plus thousand bucks. And you're giving me a $300 bottle of wine. I should have got him a case. I don't think it would have mattered the way this guy was, but um, regardless, you got to be careful. So <clears throat> the other thing that that, that that was brought up to my attention was, and I don't know if you do this. Do you show up to the house on the day of closing? Give the keys or yeah. if I'm the listing. If, if you're, if you're the buyer agent, do you show up to the house on the day that your buyer closes on the house that they bought? Yeah, most times, because we're the ones that have to give them the keys, right? So in Ontario, where I live, everything's no touch, okay? So before, the buyers would have to go to the lawyers to pick up their keys that would be there from the sellers. Now what happens here is the lockbox is left on the front door, and the keys to get to the into the house are in the lockbox, and every other key is inside on the kitchen counter. So yeah, the lockbox code, and then the buyer will go to the house and open up the lockbox and go into their new house they purchased. But outside of that, would you show up on the day that that they close? So this is it's funny you're actually asking that. This is something that I've been thinking about like maybe two, three weeks now, because I've done a lot of transactions and I haven't really done too many move-in gifts. I might do like a bottle of whiskey or wine or something like that, but nothing personal. It's always just been, you know, a little card and booze, right? Yeah. And uh, I've gotten like, I would say like, okay response on that. Nothing special, nothing not special. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, you know, because we're always looking for growth, right? And I'm like, you know, where are some of the gaps in my business that I can grow? And one of mine is is post-deal post care and uh, after-possession nurturing. Because I, I don't do any after-possession nurturing whatsoever. And I know that's a huge gap in my business. And as I've sold so many homes now, like these should be kind of circling back in the next one to two years. And I hope to get them all, but I haven't done anything to get them all. Right. And that's something I know that you specialize in. Yeah. I think, I think it starts with the gift. And so this last possession that I had a few days ago, uh, the person came to me through a referral and uh, they weren't ready to, to sell when I met them. It was about a year ago. And I nurtured the relationship on Instagram because that's where I put everybody. Right. And I was, you know, can I get a card? I'm like, yeah, sure. At Sean Getty yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> There's my card. And um, so through following each other, I realized that we're into a lot of the same things like manifestation and speaking things forward and the universe and all that stuff. And uh, she was an artist and she actually drew a picture. Um, we were doing a donation one day, like a um, clothes drive. Yeah. And she gave a bunch of clothes. And when I seen her, I could tell something was wrong. So I just gave her a big hug. I'm like, Hey, what's up? I closed aside. We had a conversation and then inspired her to draw this really cool painting that I, I bought. I'll actually post it in a little while, but anyways. Uh, so this one, I'm like, although this is a very easy one for me to give a personalized gift because it's the same thing. Like I, I'm, I'm into, right. So, you know, I went to the store, I got a little basket and I did like a lot of manifestation things. I did those candles that burned down with a message inside. I got her a little art book with like really cool, fancy pens and markers to draw in. And you know, it was, it was like 400 bucks or something, right? Like not, not little, but not a lot. And she did a sell and a buy with me. So, you know, it was plenty of commission to, to get a proper gift. 
Yeah. And she was blown away by it, about how personalized it was. And I remember when I bought my house, my gift was uh, like a pizza kit. Like it's a high-end pizza kit, but it was um, those Cutco knives. I think everybody probably fucking used those Cutco knives. And it had the realtor's name and number and email website on the pizza cutter. I'm like, that is so fucking corny. I hated it. <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw it out. I threw it out. I was like, and I wasn't a realtor at the time. right? Yeah. But I remember seeing it and I'm like, I don't want me or my friends to see this person's name when I'm, you know, like, I think that <laughs> it, it actually, it actually bothered me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it really, really bothered me. And I'm like, that is so self-serving that it's not a gift whatsoever. You know what I mean? I, I really, like it legit upset me getting the gift. Listen, I, I've seen guys with bottles of wine with their name on it, cutting boards with their name on it. They're branding these things to give to people. And I'm like, this is, this is junk. Like, you know, why would, you, why would I want a cutting board with somebody else's name on it that's a realtor who sold me my house? Yeah, right. Put the fact on it. Well, here, here's the thing. Let's let's touch on that, okay? Because um, one of the things I do since my bottle of wine uh, experience is I I am I, so seventy thirty always right. Listening seventy percent of the time, talking thirty percent of the time. When you're with your clients, it's called the discovery phase, and that's what I call it. Uh, a lot of agents in our group call it. This is their our discovery phase. This is your time to discover and build trust with your client. And when I say discover, you want to discover all kinds of things about them and figure out ways to work it into the conversation and listen. And I'm talking like what kind of wine they like, what kind of, do they drink champagne? Do they not drink champagne? What kind of food do they like? Where do they like to go? Who do they like to go with? This is you discovering all kinds of stuff about them in their, in, in your, your home search journey. So for what I do is I really pay attention to what uh, the answers I'm asking these people. And I make sure that I get them something that that's going to be tangible to them and that they're going to use. And when they use it, they're going to think of me. For example, when I bought my first house 20 some odd years ago, uh, my then business partner in a different, a different industry that I'm in, Okay, we're 20 years almost, and I'm talking about it with you today, bought my wife and I a six-foot ladder. Now, when I got the ladder, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Ladder? What the hell am I going to do with this? I use that. I still have that ladder, and I still use it all the time. And Rich's name is on that ladder. It's not physically on it. It's on it because he gave it to me, and I remember that, and that's what I... I used to, in my house or wherever, I used the ladder Rich bought me almost 20 years ago. Fast forward to a couple of years ago, I sell a house to a client of mine and he's got a big backyard. First time home buyers. Amazon is your friend. So I, I went to, to the house at, on a purchaser visit before they closed. And I said, to, he's my wife's cousin. I said, Bob, holy shit. Look at all these leaves, bro. And he goes, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. I'm going to have to get a rake, blah, blah, blah. I go on Amazon. Brrr, I bought him a leaf blower. And uh, it also it, it sucks the leaves up and it mulches them. And I scheduled it to, to arrive at his house the day after he closed. And I never yeah. told him. And when he got there the, the day after he closed, ding dong, delivery for Bob. 
he he was like over the moon. And every time he uses that thing, guess who he's gonna think about? Me. Doesn't have my name yeah. on it. It's got nothing on it, but it's something that he's gonna use forever until it dies. And then I'll buy him yeah. another one. But those are yeah. the types of things that I do and think about in the discovery. What can I buy these people that they're gonna use? Not a bottle of champagne, not a glass of wine and a couple of glasses, none of that shit. Something they're gonna physically use moving forward. That's how I do my gifts, if I do them at all. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. I think the fact that you're you're giving something with utility for people is so important. And the fact that you're not trying to shamelessly brand it yours is so important because that 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 adds the cheese factor way like it's it just it messes it up right and it's like that it takes all the good intention away it's like you you only did this to to buy my future business you didn't do this for me yeah if you want to if you want to give away your brand um my the way i give away my brand is i have hats and t-shirts and when my sphere or anybody sees me wearing them they ask me for them hey how do i get one of those hats or how do I get one of those t-shirts? How do I get one of those half zips? I mean, I gave you one, right? And I'm like, yep. I got them right here. Here's a hat. And they can wear my shit around town and sport it all they want, but I'm giving it to them because they asked me for it, right? How do I get that hat? That's a cool looking hat. No problem. I got one for you. Okay. So um, as far as what I do, as far as closing goes, I never go to the house on the day that they close. Okay. That is, and, I, and, and hear me out on this. A lot of people might think I'm crazy, but that's their moment. When they get their keys and they go into their house, that's their moment. And I don't want to be part of that. That's their special moment. Plus, there's a lot of shit going on in their lives at that time. There's a lot of moving parts. I don't need to be one of those moving parts. What I do, though, is I call them and I say, hey, have you guys got into your house yet? Have you got your keys? We just got in. Everything's great. Blah, blah, blah. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you guys. When the dust settles in a couple of weeks, I'm going to swing by and I'm going to come by and see you. And when I come by and see them, I don't bring anything with me. I don't bring wine. I don't bring this. I don't bring that. I come in. I hang out. I'm their guest now in their house. And um, and then when I'm there, I'm still in discovery mode, right? I'm still in discovery mode because I will get them get them something when they least expect it. They might be expecting something from me when I show up, but they'll get it from me after. So my discovery mode, if you're listening, is something you should always have your antennas up. Um, you know, pro tip, 70% ears, 30% mouth, right? I struggle with that sometimes with you, but. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Deals closed. Now the work starts. Okay. So before, before we leave that though, so. Yeah. What kind of expectations do you set though with people? Because like, I think like, especially people that have only bought one or two houses or never bought with you before, uh, you know, they don't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like how important is communicating? I'm not going to be there or I'm going to come in a day later, or two days later, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's very important. It's a good point. And I, I do bring it yeah. up in, in, I say, look, you know, I'm not going to be there unless you want me there. This is your special day. I don't need to be a part of that. And, you know, I've been invited to clients, weddings and everything. Like my wife and I were the only two there uh, apart from my clients. I didn't know anybody else, but they wanted us there because I helped them find their house, right? I, they wanted me to be a part of their special day. So, you know, I do have deep uh, roots with my guys. 
And, you know, they respect it. They're like, okay, no problem. Now, here's something that was brought up today by uh, somebody in our group, um, uh, Adriano, not somebody, Adriano Aldini, good guy, check him out on IG, little plug, plug, plug. Anyways, um, he had a very, very cool concept for closing. So what he does is he gets together a list of things that buyers are going to need once they close their house. Paper towel, toilet roll, soap, yeah. box cutters, all this stuff. There, it, there's a ton of it he does. And I, and I put it in a decorative thing, maybe a laundry basket. And I get permission from the listing agent to go and drop it off inside the house on the day of closing before the buyers get their keys. So that That's when right. they go into the house, there's a handwritten note there too. And it's all there for them. Staples, right? Good stuff that they can use. And he's actually, it's like he's there on closing, but he's not. So they get to have their moment. They open the door. The box is there with all this tangible stuff that they're going to want and use. Because we all move into houses and we're like, shit, we don't have any of this. And we need some of this and we need some of that. Well, he's got all that there waiting for them. And they don't even know about it until they open the door. And there's a handwritten note. Congratulations, right? I thought that was a nice touch. Absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to switch into the long game, okay? The repeat referral game. So you're not really into this stuff yet because... Um, and I, I'm going to use the Will Smith right in the side. You need to get better at this. I was like, yeah. too, too soon, too soon. Sorry. <laughs> you got a padded, padded, padded thing on your cheek there. Did I hit you hard enough over the air? Um, picking a few shots, Matt. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, the, uh, so, um, it's really important that you have a system set up moving forward because, now that you have this, this buyer that's now an owner, which will eventually become a seller, you're going to want to water the trees, right? Because not only are they your client, but they will know you do good work for people. It doesn't get unnoticed. They will know and, and refer you to their friends and family and whoever else, colleagues at work, whatever. So how do we get there? How do you get to be top of mind with people that are starting to know, like, and trust you because you did a real estate transaction with them. What would you say, give me your top two things you would do after a sale closes, if you were to do them? Yeah, well, the things I know I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, you know, I thought it was a long time ago. I don't know why I haven't, but um, set everybody up, especially because the markets are going up. So once someone takes possession, set them up on a sold search for specifically their community and the house that like very, very similar to theirs. So they won't get inundated with it, but every week to three, four weeks, probably like you make it very specific, right? Uh, they'll get updated with an email of, oh shit, this house just sold for this. They bought for five, this one for 520, 570, 600, like, holy shit, I'm up a hundred G's. I'm like, yeah, like, congratulations, right? So I think that one is a big one and I think important dates, right? And like, like it's so dumb that I haven't done this, but we have to do FinTrack in Canada and we have everybody's birthday. They have to send us their driver's license. Like, like why not just put that in your calendar, give yourself a week head start and send everybody a birthday card on their birthday and on their home anniversary. Of and when on their wedding anniversary too. 
I mean, 70% divorce rate, you might end up hitting some divorces. <laughs> you know, I mean, it would be to be like, happy anniversary. Oh, I, I'm getting divorced. Wicked. When can I come evaluate your house? <laughs> <laughs> but I think those two, three touches a year, and you should be doing more, but those two, three touches a year, um, like let's say husband, wife, or, you know, wife, wife, husband, husband, because twins, right? But the two spousal birthdays and uh, the home anniversary is three really good touches of a personal card you can send out, right? Uh, is one. And then another big one is, uh, I don't know why everybody doesn't do this, but you have to get your clients to follow you on social media. They have to follow you because that's how you can stay top of mind forever. Like if you do a deal and the people are not following on your social because they feel awkward or whatever about it, like they just did the most important transaction of their life with you. They, they could share your social media. And uh, that saves a lot of the follow-up, right? Because people still see you doing what you're doing. Yeah, actually, uh, I'll get into it in a sec, but like those are two very good things. Uh, one of the things I'll just build on with your uh, anniversaries and birthdays uh, is do video messages. Uh, I do, I will set a day where I do recordings. Uh, like you said, I get everybody's information from FinTrack. I put it into my CRM and uh, I have videos. So if it's your birthday, you'll get a video greeting from me. Hey, Sean, happy birthday. Hope you have a great day, buddy. Uh, knock it out of the park. And by the way, if you know anybody looking to buy or sell, uh, let me know. I'd love to interview for the job. Have an awesome day. Boom. I don't do that for everybody, but uh, the guys that I know really well that I can get away with saying that, oh, by the way, I do it. And that's a really powerful line. Oh, by the way, if you know anybody looking to buy or sell, uh, keep me in mind. I'd love to interview for the job, right? And these are people that know, like, and trust you. So don't be scared to ask them that. They're not going to judge you for, for asking for, for business. Uh, so that is cool. And you can do that either through handwritten notes um, or you can do it through video, right? Video is powerful today. Uh, on the social media thing, uh, I love that. And what I started doing about two months ago with my cold lead campaigns is uh, the third or fourth text they get from me in 25 minutes uh, is like, oh, by the way, I'm on social media. So if you would like to connect with me or check me out even more, here's, a, here's access to my Instagram page. I'd love to connect with you. Done. I'm getting followers from people. I cross-reference. Oh, I got this person from Facebook. They don't even know me, but they're seeing my content, right? And they're getting to know me through social. It's social media, right? So not social, I'm going to the bar to have a pint and talk to you. It's similar, but different. Um, so I think th those are two really good things. Some of the things I do system-wise, I schedule a phone call every three months in my CRM. So I'll come up phone calls. I got to call these three, these people on these days and they're scattered throughout the year. Number one, number two, um, I have a monthly item of value. I use a company that sends out a newsletter for me, full color printed. Um, it's branded with all my information on it. Uh, the envelope has a window on it with my face that I need to update because it's a picture from 15 years ago. I, I think I look better now, to be honest with you. I'm like fine wine. And, uh, and, uh, and so they get that for me once a month. All I got to do is pay the bill and the company does the rest. So that item of value gets delivered once a month. So we got calls, we got item of value. 
a third thing you can do is handwritten notes. So everybody, all they receive right now are, are stupid bills, right? Phone bills, cable bills, hydro bills. Imagine getting a personalized handwritten note from somebody that it doesn't have to be long. It can just be like, hey, hope you're having a good day. Just wanted to send you a note uh, to see what's up. And if you want to get together for a coffee or something or hope you're enjoying the house, blah, blah, blah. Like there's a hundred ways you can send notes. Um, you can go meet with people and get custom stationery made. So a card with an envelope, you can put the stamps on all the envelopes ahead of time, keep them in your car. If I go meet with you, I can get in my car, write a handwritten note, close it up and put it in the mail. Three days later, you got a handwritten note for me, right? Um, that's another way to do it. There's also a, a service out there called Send Out Cards I've used. Uh, it's an app and I've actually had listing appointments where after the appointment, I take a photo of the house, I actually build the card in the app, write what I want, submit, Salt Lake City, Utah, creates the card, full color photo of the front of their house and sends it to their address. Thanks for letting me interview for the job. Really appreciate it, right? Done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I could go on and on and on, but you have to be able to touch these people 30 times per year. Newsletters, you got a newsletter. That's another thing. You mentioned sold reports. Uh, everybody that I have, I set them up on a search alert in and around their area, a mile around their house. So they know what's coming up for sale in their area. They can keep an eye on that. And then monthly, I'll do a sold report. So, um, yeah, on and on and on. And, you know, custom drip campaigns. You can have a drip campaign for people who uh, have bought with you. That is totally different from what your other drip campaigns are. Just get creative. Get creative. Creative and consistent. Creative and consistent. This yep. is a priority that you need to start. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think it's like something it, you should build your base properly with this. I did not. Right. And like, you know, I benefited from from sprinting and prospecting. But if you think about it, work hard, work smarter, not harder. Like I've done like damn near 300 deals now. Right. In three years. That's and, 300 uh, trees that need watering, by the way. Yeah, and I haven't, not one. We're in a desert. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if from those 300 deals, you got 100 other ones? Well, exactly. Well, I've gotten lots of referrals from these people, right? Like when they do yeah. this, because they do a good job, but I'm, I'm really good to people. But I don't nurture them the way that I should. And I, I, I truly know that. So I think the, the biggest thing, and it's, it's funny, I was actually talking about this with an agent yesterday um because I've, I've been on a bunch of these panels now right with agents that have been around for 10 15 years and they would say like what, what do you do to build your business like oh i'm just repeat referral i'm like well that's not helpful to a new agent but at the same time they have to have that mindset that yes it is important over time prospecting is still the most important thing for a new agent because you, you can't repeat referral no deals <laughs> right no. <laughs> but once you start doing these deals you know slow down and uh that's my biggest problem is slowing down uh but slow down and think about okay how do i pull more deals out of this person in the future right more business with them and doing a good job is one but staying top of mind is the other one and there's so many well i'm a prime example you know how many times that i've i've come along deals where the listing agent that sold in the house three four years ago is non-existent anymore i'm i'm the one that's getting that deal now and it's because the agent did a bad job of staying in touch and i don't want to be that guy 
Yeah, we talked about that this morning on our mastermind with the group. And, uh, you know, how many times do I go and I sit down with a seller and I and the first thing I say to him is, and I already know because I've done my homework going into the meeting, but can I ask you a question? Sure. Why are, why am I sitting here? Who sold you this house and why aren't they sitting here? And they're not sitting there because they fucking failed, right? Epic fail. Yep. And the, the, the craziest thing is, is it's, uh, it's virtually free to get those prospects back. You know what I mean? Like if you think about over time, like what, what's an email call and a, and a text message really cost you. Right. I know like you're doing these fancy cards and stuff like that, but I don't know if you even really need to go to that level. Like, you know, just a, like a quick text and a phone call uh, yeah. wouldn't do as good, but it would do a similar job. Right? Yeah. Or you could do both. I mean, you're one or the other. And you know, the other option that you can have is you can hire a VA. And you can build the system for that VA and that VA's job is to keep in touch with your database, right? Huge. Yeah, well, absolutely. They're prospecting and taking people from one bucket to the other because a prospect that ends up buying a house is now in the sphere bucket that gets nurtured, right? <laughs> and then, and you know, this is what you said there is so, so important. And a lot of people like they say this all the time, but they don't realize that they're missing this opportunity. And uh, so, so last night, so we're doing our flip, right? In, uh, in Acadia and we're, we're near the end of it now. So the, my two partners were like, okay, let's get together at nine and uh, go over all the bills and the receipts and see where we're at. And I thought it was 9 a.m., but they meant 9 p.m. I'm like texting them, well, you know me, 9.05, I'm on my way. They're like, oh no, 9 p.m. I'm like, oh shit, well good, I'll see you at 9.30 tonight. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but uh so anyways we're, we're sitting there last night and um they started they, these guys are like super smart analytical they're doing their spreadsheets and stuff and you know me i couldn't work excel if i, if I tried for my life yeah, i know you <laughs> yeah you know, so we're sitting there going starting to do it right and we're about five minutes in and i'm like what are we doing here guys and they're like, well, we need to review the bills and see where we're at and see if we need to put any more cash in or whatever. And I'm like, why are we doing this at 930 at night? I go, this is crazy. And they're yeah. like, well, no, we need to see where we're at and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Like there's accountants that have like, you know, the, the quick software or whatever, plug it well, all quick, in, quick. you know? Yeah. But, but the, you can have someone for 15, 20 bucks an hour, go through this stuff and it costs you a hundred bucks. I go, we, we need to be doing big picture thinking and driving the business forward. We don't need to be sitting here counting our pennies. So that makes no sense. No. So it's funny is uh, like I stopped the meeting and both of them were like, holy shit, like you're right. Like we're saving money. But I'm like, we're not saving money. We're losing income is what we're losing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so as we stopped that and then we went to work on the business and then we found another house that we're going to be probably grabbing and flipping. So we could have missed out an opportunity to probably make another hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars in like six weeks. Yeah. To save to save a hundred bucks. I'm like, that makes no sense. Right. So the VA thing, when you're talking about keeping in touch with your people, yeah. If it's if it's not you making a phone call, if it's you sending a text or an email or something like that, and it's not you, you know, not a video of you doing it or you do it personally, that's not a job you should be doing. That's a job you should be paying someone to do. Absolutely. Because you need driving your business forward. I agree. You know, the other thing that I, I, I try to do every week for our listeners is face-to-face -face meetings. So with my sphere. So I will reach out to people. Uh, if I'm talking to them, hey, you want to meet for a coffee next week? 
just to humanize things. And, you know, you don't need to talk shop. You don't need to talk real estate. You can talk about their life, 70, 30. Remember that. And they're going to ask you, you know, how's real estate going? Well, it depends. This happened to me last week. Are you talking about buying, selling or investing? Well, actually, funny you say that. We're, we're talking about maybe investing in a pre-construction project. Great. I have access to that stuff. We should talk. Next thing you know, the ball's rolling on them, finding their next investment, which is pre-construction. Or maybe they want to invest down south in Florida, where I invest. And, uh, you know, they ask me questions about that. Regardless of what the questions are, you are the encyclopedia for them. You're the you're the knowledge bank, and um, I, I think I think honestly, uh, you know, the more face to face meetings you have, the better, right? I and we're all busy, but I try to get at least two face to face meetings a week with people that I've done business with in the past. Hundred percent, coffee, thirty minutes, or I do, or I meet with other agents, right? But. I try to meet with uh, with at least two people a week uh, outside of my business just to wind down and 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 be empathetic and, and talk to people. So pretty good. And, you know, I'm, I'm on almost like the opposite thought of that one because I'm so focused on driving new business. But here, I'll tell you an example. I just I just want a listing. Um, well, we're doing pictures today. Actually, we're doing pictures like right now. Yeah. Before I, and uh this was, it's funny, I was just talking about, we was talking about stuff the last few days, right? But yeah. I was talking about this earlier where it's been such a long time since I've been on a cold listing presentation, right? Because like like all my business comes from, from Instagram or Facebook, right? So everybody knows me. And when I'm coming in, it's like, they, they already know Sean and everything's good. I just basically walked them through the process. Here's the price and they list their house. Right. Well, in this case, it was it was one of those, does anybody know a realtor? And you know, the face of the 10 million people, right? Respond. Uh, so I was one of the realtors that they ended up choosing the interview because they went through people's social medias. So important to have a strong social media. And they picked the realtors that they liked uh, from there or the biggest names. So I sat down, I was, uh, I think it was the fourth one of four. So the three had already gone before me and then I was the fourth. And we got to talking and but this is a really long listing presentation because I have to go back through like the whole the whole way that we do things, right? Yeah. And it takes way longer than my like now I'm in and out in like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, hey guys, just boom, 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 see you later. Thank you so much. So but we, we built a really good relationship uh, while we're there because it's getting coffee worthy. And they're like, we are gonna go with you, perfect. And then I asked, you know, who the other realtors were and why they didn't choose choose them. And they were literally the biggest names in the city, like billboards and everything, right? Yeah. So it yeah, so they ended up choosing me and I walked them through the process and here's how the picture's going to go in the measurements and we list on this day because of this and why we do like everything, right? Yeah. And uh, so they messaged me uh, yesterday actually and they're like, okay, we want to talk about the strategy one more time. Uh, can we get together and we'll go for dinner and we'll have a few beers and whatever. We'll talk about the strategy. And I have to text back and I have to be, you have to be so protective of your time. I'm like, hey guys, like this is the spring market. I don't even have time to go for beers and burgers with my friends and family. Like as much as I would leave you down and, and have a beer with you guys, I don't Just have so that. You guys know that is like big of Sean to say no to beers and burgers. Like I can't <laughs> believe what I'm hearing right now. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Right. But what happens is I'm, I'm driving, like this is spring. Like if you guys aren't sprinting and like, like, you know, in your business out of breath all times, you ain't doing it right in this market. Right. 
yeah, yeah, I had to tell them, I go, guys, sorry, like I can't do burgers and beers. And I sent them a text of the exact strategy. I'm like, this is exactly what we're doing. Do you need any more explanation than this? And I said, no, we're good. I said, okay, perfect. Off we go. But you have to be very careful, I think, in this time of uh, being busy or doing the actual work, right? And I know you're always nurturing your, your people. So like that's where your business comes from. But for the listeners out there, and you've built this skill over a lot of time, but for the listeners out there, be very careful that you're not just wasting your time. And it's just being with your friends and family is not a waste of time. But if you're if you're considering it your business and you're not producing business, be very careful. Yeah, I think a lot of agents fall into this death trap where the ladder that they're climbing is going up the wrong wall. And they're yeah. they're busy being busy. They're not busy being productive, which is a totally other session. But you know, you need to really. And if you think, oh, my God, I'm so busy, take a look back at the week you just had and, and find out if you actually accomplished anything in that week that you were busy being busy in, right? Um, you know, you got to, and I think, and you hate this, and this is another topic altogether, but you're smiling because you know where it's going. But if you time block your schedule, um, you will be busy being productive, Right. There's a thing on your phone, if you these iPhone listeners out there, it's called Focus. You can actually schedule Focus uh, on your phone, which allows you to stop all notifications, phones. You can, you can say, okay, I only want to receive phone calls from this person between 9 and 11 a.m. on Tuesdays. But during that time, your phone will not be a distraction to you. In fact, all the notifications on your phone disappear. So if you have little apps with numbers on them, they all disappear. It's like your phone's blank. It won't ring. It's completely shut off. I actually have my phone on focus every night at 10 o'clock and it comes back on in the morning at 7 a.m. And I don't, I don't look at my phone then unless uh, it's, you know, I got to deal with something going on, but to be in that focus mode, you will get a ton of shit done than being, not being in that focus mode. Right. Yeah. Uh, Really important. So, you, you, you know what's crazy, Will, as we're sitting here looking at this? Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about time blocking, right? And putting stuff in your schedule? Yeah. So I just, I just pulled this up because I was curious. <laughs> you know, so you know me and, and time blocking and, and writing stuff on my schedule. And please, this is do as I say, not as I do. I don't <laughs> yeah. operate this way. So, but like of, of all the realtors, you know, do, do you know many realtors that are busier than I am? I know a few here, but no, you're like, you're tough to chase down. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's no schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> if you Sean, Sean right now has his calendar up uh, in his Tesla. And if you looked at my calendar, it's completely full from when I wake up to when I go to bed. If you look at Sean's, his calendar is literally full from when he wakes up to when he goes to bed, except there's nothing in his calendar. There's no events. <laughs> so, mild, there's not yeah. a single, single thing scheduled. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's not good. Like I'm going to tell you, you need to get your, please don't please, please, <laughs> do not follow my lead on this one. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but people, people are always like, like, what's your schedule look like? What's your daytime? Or I'm like, I don't have one. Like, well, how do you remember everything? I'm like, well, I forget a few things here and there, but like, like everything's just here. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, yeah, you need to the have thing I, You know what? Like you and I are both Tesla owners. And the thing I love about my Tesla is every single thing I'm doing that has 
an address for me to go to is in my calendar, in my phone. And then my phone syncs to my car. I get into my car. And if it's around that time, it automatically starts driving me to where I need to go next. But that address yeah. needs to be in my calendar. It's pretty sick. So anyways, this isn't Tesla talk. Well, it is for you because you're sitting in yours right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I could go on and on about this, but I guess the whole objective for the post-sale process system is to make sure you're top of mind. Uh, because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And, you know, a lot of the things we covered today, like the phone calls, uh, the pop-by gifts, popping by their house for five minutes and standing on the front doorstep and just knocking the door. And if they're not there, just leave it there. And if you want pop-by gift ideas, just Google it. There's a ton on there uh, online of what kind of gifts you can do, pop-bys. And I wouldn't actually brand the pop-by with your stuff. They're not going to go and grab your mug out of the out of the, uh, the, the, the cupboard to drink their coffee out of with your big stupid logo on it. But if you drop off a Yeti, they might be like, oh, this is a great, this is a Yeti. I could take this anywhere with me. Where'd you get that? Oh, my realtor bought it for me. doesn't have my name on it anywhere. So save your money. Just buy Yetis. Um, that's a good idea for a Popeye gift as well. Also, face-to-face -face meetings we talked about. Sean mentioned social media. Make sure you're on social. Um, pop uh, Handwritten notes. Monthly newsletters. Search uh, alerts. Sold reports. Man, there's so much here you can build into your system and have it run for you while you're out prospecting to get people from that bucket into this bucket. you got to water the trees. If you water the trees, you grow branches. Like I always said, leads are seeds, and so is your sphere. That's where I'll end with this. By the way... Before we go, I just want to dedicate this episode to my uh, old friend, Ron Murphy. Uh, Ron was an old teammate of mine and a brother, hockey fraternity. He had a, a heart attack at 47, and uh, he's no longer with us as of yesterday. So rest in peace, Ron. Um, you know, he, he was, you, you learn a lot, guys. Uh, if you, you're a parent or if, you're, or if you have kids or you're yourself, you know, Sports is a huge vehicle for life lessons. Um, I, I've coached kids, I've played sports, and uh, I can't tell you how much I owe to sports, uh, in not only in business, but uh, with my friendships that I have for life. And so uh, cherish every minute, guys, because you never know what's around the corner. And I'll leave it at that. So true, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's been great. Um, I will next week. We're starting something new. Make sure you chime in. You guys are downloading our shit. You guys are loving our stuff. Uh, I'm loving you guys. I know I speak for Sean when I say the same. Please share this with your colleagues. This stuff is great. It's free. Uh, and it's here for us to help you build your business. So on that note, we will sign off and see you next week. See you, brother. See you guys.